Yere palegedo secrete dos ki prala de de. Le mabra kabambo sokro de de sikrabarindosaya. Oh, sovereign Lord, we worship you. We give you the praise and honor. I want to pray with your understanding and with the spirits. Just pray with your understanding and with your spirits. If you have never been baptized in the Holy Spirit, why don't you ask Him now? I can see the dove of God. I'm changing your key. Maybe. The Bible says the time has come that these worshippers will worship Him in spirit and in truth. Yes, Lord. Begin to thank God for what God did to you last year. I can see a mighty presence of God in this minute. The dove of God is hovering over this house. Flapping his wings and setting fire. I speak to your spirit to begin to well out. It says on the last day of the greatest day, on the greatest day of the feast, Jesus stood and said with a loud voice, Is anyone thirsty? Is anyone thirsty? Is a function of your heart. Receive the fire of God. The glory of the Lord rests upon Mount Sinai. The angel blew the trumpets. The blast of the trumpets was so loud and roaring. She knew tomorrow and die. And smoke filled the temple. Sight is given to the blind. Insight to the wise and the prudent. Master, master, thank you. Oh Lord, we worship you. We thank you with all our hearts. We thank you with all our heart for what you did in this house over the year. People call it the year of judgment. It was. 
Because in judgment is mercy. People call it the year of COVID. It is not. It is the year of our God. For the secret of God abide with those who fear Him. For God is not a man that you should lie, or a son of man that will change his mind. Has He spoken and not done? Your enemy has received command to bless. God has blessed, no one can revoke it. Before the ancient of days, our God will worship you. We salute you, the champion of heaven, we glorify your holy name. Oh Lord, we worship you. We exalt you. We thank you for everything that you have done. We magnify your holy name for all that you have done. You are God. Yea, Lord. Thank you, God, the Holy Spirit. We worship and magnify your holy name. You are God, and there is no other. We bless you. We bless you. It is the year of light that every soul be lit, and every man, every mind receive insight. That strength comes from above to the weak. In the house to strengthen the weakness of mortal men. In the previous years, it has been the days of man. In this season, it is the time of the Father. Spreading his wing of mercy over his sins, enabling his sins to do what only him can do. It is the time of grace abundantly. When before you ask in your sight, God manifests because He cares for you so much. While you are still thinking about how to, behold, doors are open. When you are still thinking about how long, behold, He answers you so swiftly. It is the time of the ancient of days, says the Spirit of Grace, that there shall be no lack in the house of God. You will not lack bread in the house of bread, neither oil. In the vase of oil. For the source of the vase is the eternal fountain. The source of your flow of finance is the eternal one. And because of that, no man, no economic crisis upon the earth can hinder it. For you are connected to the storehouse of heaven for provision of wealth. In this season that we astonish mankind when the wealth is drying up in their hands and chaos and calamity and confusion is hitting their stock exchange, when they begin to marvel about all the shaking that is happening despite every intelligence of man that has been applied to it and things are falling apart, there is a river, the river of God, the flow of which shall make man happy. 
The river of God of which economic crisis cannot determine. The river of God that cannot be stopped or hindered. For the angels of the Lord have been released by the Heavenly Father to bring into manifestation that which the Father has decided. They will ask, how are they coping? Where is their source from? They will ask, how is it happening with you? Are we not in the same place? Yes. It shall happen unto them. For they are my legs, says the Lord. The time of distinction between those who serve God and those who do not serve Him. That mortal man may know that God is what God says He is. And your mouth shall be filled with laughter, and your tongue with the songs of praise, and it shall be said among the nations, The Lord has done great things for you. Many will say that your God that you are serving is God, though they will not join the boats. For only those who are marked for salvation will run to ask, Who is your God? Take me to where you serve Him, that I may be one of you too. But some will come and say, We can acknowledge that your God is God. However, they will not leave the idols, graven images of gold and bronze that they are serving, because they have not been numbered among the remnants that will be saved. But for you, says the Lord, the glory of the Lord rises upon you. In this season, you will arise in the power and sovereignty of the one divine, who lives forever and ever, the one who speaks and no man can change it, and the one who speaks and stands by it. It is your season on earth to manifest saints of glory. This is the season of the Heavenly Father upon the face of the earth, says the Spirit of grace. Father, eternally be blessed. You whose eyes see all around you at the same time. You are more than ten-dimensional in sight. You see the whole circle at the same time. To the distance, the most remotest distance, your sight is as sharp as the nearest distance. Father, who can we compare you with? The everlasting one, the gracious one, the merciful one, the one to who, when people cry, it seems as if he did not hear. But before they cried, you have heard them. Are you not the one who put it in their lips to cry to you? Because you have heard the cry that they will cry before they cry. And they will allow them to cry so that you can be justified when you answer them. And you can be justified when you vindicate them. For the Lord will vindicate the faithful, says the Spirit of the Most High. Our God and King will bless your name. For your mystery is enormous. We cannot comprehend you, Lord. And so we rest in you. And we thank you so much because of the privilege of sonship. Is there anything that God does not have that is good? Nothing. Every good that man can conceive has been prepared before man was created. And you are sovereign, Lord. Out of your sovereignty, you did all these things. We worship you in Jesus' anointed name. Amen and amen. Please be seated. I want you in this season, this year, I want to tell all of you, follow me. I'm on a journey. Follow me strictly, closely. Don't run after me. Follow me closely. If you have been given the opportunity on earth to be connected with me, either as direct children of faith, or from distance, those of you who are watching me, in relationship, affiliation, I beg you to follow me. (laughs) <laughs> the journey is a little bit distance but I'm hearing the angels of God singing 
But what they are singing is for a distant time. But it is a manifestation of now that progress into the distant time. And they said, I'm going higher. Yes, I am. I'm going higher someday. I'm going higher. Yes, I am. Going to Jesus to stay. I'm going above the shadows. Into the presence of God. Into the presence of Jesus. I'm going higher someday. He said to me that it is a song that is sung that points to a future, but is progressive now. Because now we stand in His presence. We in this house, those of you that God had called into this family, either by affiliation or friendship or direct, we stand in his presence. It is written who has stood in his counsel that he may know what he has said. I am glad, gladdest. If there is any other word to qualify the potency of my gladness, than gladness, that will be inappropriate. It will be not, not inappropriate. It will be less appropriate. That is better word. Because there is no word to say it. I am so happy. You know why I'm happy? The one you read about in the Bible is just in our midst here. He's always with us. He opens our eyes to see distant time. Where the things that will happen are written in codes. So that it is hidden from the eyes of Satan and demons and men. But yet, when he carries us, though on earth, into the distant time, he opens our understanding to decode those codes so that we can utter it in human words. Because mystery belongs to God, but things revealed belong to us. It's Psalm 29, 29. And God hid mystery. Jesus said it. It to the world I speak in parable, but to the church I don't. Because it is the right of the sons of the light and the sons of the kingdom to know the will of the Father. And he went further in First Corinthians chapter 1 verse uh, 9. He said that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, and mind has not conceived what God has prepared for those, chapter 2 sorry, who love him. Isn't it? But he went further to say, but God has revealed it to us by the Spirit. You understand that statement? But God has revealed it to us by the Spirit. But we cannot see it by the physical. Anytime we go into the Spirit, then we can access it. You understand what he's saying there? And we go to the Spirit by praying. We go to the Spirit by singing. We go to the Spirit by reading the Word, but with our hearts. Isn't it? God has revealed it. He's not just revealing it. I want to hear this prophecy, please. The moment we finish this meeting, let's make sure you send this to me straight away when we transfer. That is in the video section I'm talking about. This prophecy that, is, that God just spoke now. It's so coded. I was carried away 
from this pulpit into the distant time, into this place of, of mysteries. And God will help him to understand, that's why I'm explaining to you, these coded words expressed in human understanding. When he says that, no eyes have seen, no ears have heard, no mind has conceived what God has re- prepared for. But God has revealed, past already, they have been written in the spiritual, coded in the spiritual, everything you need to know. But then, by the Holy Spirit, anytime we come under the back of the Holy Spirit, we will we, we travel by the Spirit of God to the distant place. Where anyone who goes there is only cold, you will see. Language of the Father alone that mortal men or spirit cannot understand. Angels cannot decode it. And when the Holy Spirit takes you there, He begins to decode information. So you come into your physical and say, those are the mystery words of things that will happen which God has ordained that must happen. Things that will happen with God ordained that the enemy will try to stop and how you should conduct yourself to frustrate the enemy because not every ordination of God happened on earth I was in the car coming in by Elder King he was driving me down and God began to speak through our discussion and when that discussion was going on, I shifted and God told me to teach you on covenant of God. And I picked up and I started writing as I had. That not when God gives prophecy to your life, it's not mandatory that it will happen to you. Why? Because of you can frustrate it. Not God. And he spoke to me extensively how a number of people that he ordained great by their ignorance frustrated. And I can link that with this because if God had revealed things about you into the spiritual realm and you are a Christian, and it's only by the Spirit of God you can decode the Spirit, the spiritual code. And anytime we are worshipping, your heart is not worshipping. How can you access it? Others are worshipping, you are singing. How can you access it? Have you seen a student who was in class and when the lecturer was talking, he did not follow by his heart to write down clues that the lecturer made. And then he gets out of that class and passes. Students like that ask other students, what did he say? Because when he was speaking, where were you? You were physically there, but you are not heartly there. Heart, heart. You understand now? So therefore, we understand this, that every one of us have access to the spiritual realm of God. Every one of us have access to understand the divine code, but it is by the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is so simple. Your heart, your mind. You worship, worship with your heart. You sing, sing with your heart. You read, read with your heart. Pray, pray with your heart. Cut off yourself from the physical. So that you may enter into the spiritual. You know, this year, you will see many more things like this. In the sense of, I want to teach you today on 
finishing the lecture I started last Sunday. But when the Holy Spirit comes with his mystery, it's always good for man to leave what you are doing so that you can understand more. And you can travel to this realm. And in this realm, he will load your spirit with information, some which you will be able to explain as at the time. And the rest, will beginning, it will continue to come out along as you. It's like when you eat, you see. When you worship into the realm of the spirit because your heart was worshiping or you pray with your heart, enter the realm of the spirit, within a twinkle of an eye, you can download volumes of information which cannot be expressed at the time that you come back, but they will continue to be rolled out in faces. And you all, you all who have heard me, especially since last year, you know you don't have an option. The days of mimicking or playing is over because this world will be confused more than any confusion you have seen since you were born. We are entered into a year where chaos and confusion will, 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 will render the earth useless by the one who lives forever and ever. It's like saying, they say they know how to do it. Let me see where their brain will take them. So if you are not committing your heart to your, what you do, you will soon be seeing others as mysteries. That will not be your portion. I say that will not be your portion in the name of this sovereign Lord, the one who lives forever and ever, even in Jesus' name. So commit your heart to the Lord in this very season. However, let me complete if I can. I started teaching you last Sunday on living a victorious life. Living a victorious life. This is year 2021. And we looked at the scriptures. If you haven't, if you bring out your, your summer notes, you will be able to go through this. Anything you miss during that time, I will give it to you because I will finish this. I'm talking about to you within 15 minutes. And other times we will continue. It could be on the prayer daily that I will be doing 15 minutes, 15 minutes, 15 minutes as we did last year to finish this lecture so that I can finish them within the time. We read in the book of Ephesians, from the book of Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 to 16, is always a very usual scriptures for believers of Christ to live a victorious life. And I put that under a subtitle, Put on the whole armor of God. Number one, Ephesians 6.10. The first thing that you need to do to live a victorious life, one, be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. And Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10 says, Finally, or in conclusion, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Come on, let me tell you this. It has nothing to do with the devil. It has to do with God. <laughs> Amen. There are some Christians that they are so devil-minded that when we re they read scriptures like this, the first thing that comes to their mind is that it's because of the devil. No, 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 no. There is a God we serve. He is a mighty God. He wants those who believe in him to enter into him. That is just being strong in the Lord. 
Another word for be strong in the Lord is enter into the Lord. Live in the Lord. Dwell in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. So that if you look all around you, it is the Lord you will see. And nothing. That is what God is saying. Be strong in the Lord your God. And His mighty power. The first one says, the Lord first. Before you seek the power. There are many believers who are seeking for power, but they are not in the Lord. To fast for 40 days and 40 nights, to go to mountain, to go to beach, and to go to wilderness, to go to lock up yourself somewhere and be praying. Asking God for power does not give you power. Because to be strong in His power, somebody has to be strong in Him first. Hey, your relationship with him supersedes the seeking of his power. You must be strong in the Lord. How much of the Lord do you know? Demands, it, it defines how much strong you are in him. You cannot defend what you are not educated in. You cannot defend what you do not know. Be strong in the Lord. Before his mighty power, I can reread it and say, Your strength in the Lord determines the power you can operate in God. For no man can operate beyond his strength in God himself. Your desire should be to know him first before the power. Be strong in the Lord. And I gave you. Two things last Sunday. To conclude that, being strong in the Lord means being strong in His grace, in the grace of God. Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 1. You, you then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Grace that God has given you. Use it to the maximum. You must have a grace. Everybody does. Be strong in the grace of God. Now, number two element, be strong in the word of God. Because it gives you courage. And that together, put together, is being strong in God. Seek Him alone. And I gave you Joshua 1, 7 to 8. Number two, under living a victorious life, subtitle, Put on the whole armor. Number two. Put on the full armor. Put on the full armor. Number one, be strong in the Lord. Number two, put on the full armor. You know, rediscover Jesus, I'm saying. Rediscover Jesus. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. 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 You know, Jesus was in the boat and there was storm. (laughs) <laughs> absence of storm doesn't mean absence of Christ and the presence of storm does not mean absence of Christ there was storm but Jesus was there and he never spoke and the water filled the boat and he was sleeping at the bottom of the boat suddenly the water must have been reaching his area until those people understood 
that when you see mystery happen, shift to the spiritual. That's what they should have done. When the storm started, before water began to enter the boat, they would have done what they did last. First, call on him. Call his attention to the storm. And so when they recognized that this is what we should have done, and they called the attention of Jesus and said, Lord, don't you care we perish? (laughs) He woke up and said, so you just know this now. Do you think I will be here and you will perish? I don't have to care because where I am, there's no peril. Storms have air and they hear. But they will hear only a man that speaks by the Spirit of the living God. And so he got up and said, Storm! Cease. And he stopped. I have seen that happen in my crusades. Some of you are eyewitnesses of it. Speak to the nature. And it stops. So that it cannot disturb what you want to do. That is being strong in the Lord. I'm not talking of anointing. I'm talking about you building proper relationship. And in the real sense, your heart is saturated with such desire. So that whether you are awake or asleep, you are for the Lord, thinking of the Lord. Now somebody you think about the Lord once in ten days or seven days or once in one hour. You never talk about, talk about him again. Put on the full armor. Verse 11 says, put on the full armor so that you, make, you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Understand, that's what did not say, put on the full armor that you may stand against the devil. No, you don't have to stand against the devil. Show me the devil. That you may stand against him. But I can show you his schemes. And you can show me his schemes. Every one of us here, we have had a little bite of the scheme of Satan. When he schemed and tried to mislead your mind, you have had it. And you stood because you know the word of God. So that what the devil wants to do could not succeed. And then the evil passed and you say, oh, thank you, Father, that I did not do that. I would have been in trouble. Schemes of the devil. Many believers don't understand. They bind the devil, bind the devil, bind the devil. The devil doesn't worry. You say to Satan, I bind you the name of Jesus. It is not whether Satan does not have option to make a choice. When you bind him in the name of Jesus, he has to be bound. It is an automatic, spontaneous manifestation. Okay? But why is the devil not worried that you bind him? He's not worried that you bind him. Because when you bind him, you stop him from doing what he wants to do. However, he looks at you who is binding him. And he sees his article in your heart. He'll be laughing. He'll be laughing. His article is in your mind. He can see it. You are binding him. He has to obey. However, what does he do? He calls his servants and says, Okay, you are the one who is working on that mind. He always... Your work has been fruitful. Now, I think we need to strengthen you more. Get seven more spirits in your region and increase in that work. Maybe that work is that you, com- you cause problem in your marriage. You love argument too much. 
before you agree, you must forsake you. It's been your pattern. You must force argue. Even when your argument is blind, the human beings call it blind. You still blindly argue the blind. That is what you derive pleasure in doing. And then they will increase you in it until your marriage is frustrated. And sorrow sets in. And regrets follow. While others are enjoying themselves because they submit to the counsel of God. Let me help you this. Satan does not have power. But he has schemes. What scripture tells you that? Look at Luke chapter 10 verse 18. Put it there. And you're going to read it. Shall we read it together? You don't have to make noise. Read it silently because that's the time we are. He replied. I saw. Yes. The next one. I have. Yes, and nothing will harm you. Give me the King James Version on that one. What do you say? Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of what? And nothing by any means. You know, go back to my NIV. Underline the by any means in that King James Version. Let me help you know something about you, who is a saint of God. Let me help you know this. The power has been given to you already. He didn't say, I will. If he says, I will, it means you have to now seek God for it. Jesus says, already I have given it to you. That's why I, I pity people go to mountain to go and fast and pray for power. It makes me so strange. I have never in my life, I will not go to mountain. If you want to pray, where you are, God is not there. Your own Bible, you do not read in Bible that wherever two or three are gathered, I will be. You do not read in the Bible that if you call me, I will answer you. Did he say if you call me on the mountain? Did he say there's a special mountain that you pray? Say prayer mountain until you get there before prayer answer. That is idol worshiping. My God is not the God of mountain. He lives inside us. In those days, he did not live inside man. And if he comes to man, man will perish. Because the blood had not been shed and the grace is not for man. So he had to go to the mountain far away so that he would not kill people. Go and read it in your Exodus again. When he was going to meet Moses and he said, Tell them not to come near the mountain because they'll be dead. That God that is so awesome now lives in me and in you. Why? Because of the shroud of the blood of Jesus. And yet, some of us pray for the power that we have received. <clears throat> now listen. He says that power I gave you is authority. The King James Version call it power. And I can say that what that implies is that you have both the power and authority. We'll talk about that some other time. You, have, you can arrest, you can prosecute, you can jail, you can sentence, you can jail. The devil, demons, 
Every Christian can. You don't need any special anointing. However, it says, to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power. I love the word, all the power. <clears throat> Authority to overcome all the power. Anytime I read the scripture, I, first, I always look at the English of it. When you use the word all, I expected the next word to be plural. Do you see that too? When you say all, it means you are talking about multiple, isn't it? In right English, it should have been the next qualifi- qualifying word should be plural. All the powers. Why didn't he say that? Yes, yeah, that's the right English. Because the, all the power talks about diverse manifestations, but it's one man. The devil. It's not many. He's given just one power. <clears throat> he called them schemes in Ephesians. All the parts of the enemy, and then the King James Version says, nothing by any device or means will hurt you. Are you with me now? And yet, why do some Christians spend all their life binding Satan and demons? Come on, lose yourself. Your spirit, soul, and body. Your heart and mind. Satan don't care when you bind him. But he looks for his article in you. If he can find gossip, he's happy. He can develop more on that. If, I, if he can back, find backbiting, he likes it. Lukewarmness, he likes it. Slander, he likes it. Adultery, he likes Fornication. That's why the Bible began by saying, be strong in the Lord. First. Now let me help you know this. We're almost finished now. It says, put on the full armor. On the put on the full armor, I spoke about, put on faith and love. And the love I'm talking about is the love for God. Not love for man. Because when you are in love for God, you will love man spontaneously. We're together. First Thessalonians chapter 5, 8 to 9. But since we belong, I'll finish my 15 minutes. Hmm? Give me another 10 minutes. Do we agree? Good. Listen to this. But since we belong to the day, let us do what? Self-controlled. Put on faith and love and breastplates as breastplates. For God so loved the world. A Christian must love the world. He gave his only begotten son. A Christian must give everything he has to redeem the world. Not to validate the activities of the world. But to redeem the world. And hope of salvation as element. For God did not appoint us to suffer road. Did you see that? He didn't appoint us to suffer road. God does not, he's not interested in making us suffer road. But to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to me. Second one. Put aside the deeds of darkness. Put on the armor of God. We're talking about to put on the full armor of God. One, put on faith and love. Two, put aside. When you want to dress in armor, there are some clothes on you that cannot be on you and you put on the armor. As I am so and you are so, if we have to put on the armor, I have to remove this, my coat first. Or else the armor will not fit me. 
I will have to remove my shirt and my trousers. Because the armor has its own undercoat that you have to put on. And you must not have any of these other things because they will hinder the armor. So when you talk about putting on the armor of God, you must have these two dimensions in your mind. There are some things you have to put off first before the armor can be put on. If you put the armor on those things, they will, they will, they will, the armor will become porous. That's saying that it will weaken the effect of the armor and the enemy can penetrate. The armor is supposed to protect your body when you are in warfare. Like bulletproof in our time. So, as you put on faith and love, you put off what? The deeds of darkness. Romans 13 2. The night is near, it's nearly over. The day is almost here. So, let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put the armor. So, the deeds of darkness must be put off first. For you to wear the armor. Are we together? The word deeds of darkness cover every scheme of Satan. Every scheme of Satan. Number three. That's where I stopped. And permit me. To help you on understanding this. It says your enemy is the devil. Your enemy is the devil, number three. So, identify your enemy. Identify your enemy. So that you will not be fighting a wrong enemy. I don't have to talk much about it because time is gone now. I will not want to talk too much. But I gave you, there, is a, there are some words I always speak, which are the words God gave me. Which when I go to glory, you will always remember when you are making jokes about Apostle Williams. One of it is separate the man from the conduct. Do you understand? <laughs> when people are misbehaving, separate the human being from that misbehavior so that they are two entities. You don't want to deal with the man. You want to deal with the behavior. You want to deal with that misdemeanor. Now, for you to deal with that, you have to know who is the one working behind the human being to cause it. And when you identify the person, deal with that person, you see the human being will behave normal. Am I with you? Your sister-in-law is not your enemy. Your mother-in-law is not your enemy. Your father, your mother is not. There are some people, they don't understand. You know, when I see some Christians, the way they talk and misbehave, I have so much pity because they don't recognize that your mouth condemns you and your mouth saves you. I've accepted Jesus as Lord, Lord and Savior. It is not important unless... Your character shows it. It is your character that will show whether you really submit to the Lord. Someone can say that, um, you know, um, I belong to her royal majesty. If you belong to the royal majesty, there are some conduct expected of people who have such caliber. And then you belong to her royal majesty in England, and then you have been made a lord. But you are the one planning how to rob the Barclays Bank. Can you marry those two together? Of course, I'm sure that when, the, when Her Majesty the Queen hears about that, the first thing she will do is to disrobe you of royalty. So that she, dis- she dissociated herself from dirty things. Talk less God. God. Let me help us know this. Your enemy is not your mother-in-law. 
Your mother-in-law is a witch. No problem. Jesus came to set the captives world free. I will remove the witch. I will separate the witch and my mother-in-law. I will love my mother-in-law and I will bind that spirit of witchcraft if it is true. But most cases when these people call other people witches, those... Look, let me say this. If any minister call another person a witch, I want all of you hearing me. Who is the witch? That minister is the witch. He is the witch. That minister is the witch. Oh, I see that your mother-in-law is a witch. He is the witch, not your mother-in-law. Because the minister of God don't see witches. They see saints. They see candidate of heaven. They see a wicked that Jesus will deliver and save. All the prophecies that your mother-in-law is the one doing you, they are, they are the devil doing you. Devil just spoke through their lips. Because many Christians don't know the word of God. Is that, is that so? And then they begin to, <clears throat> they prepare your heart and mind for demons to incubate hatred against the person who loves you. Can you think that you will be justified before the Holy God? When you hate a person who is not a witch, who prays for you day and night, but because somebody called that person a witch, you began to pray against an innocent blood. Tell me, with what will you cleanse yourself before the Holy One? Really, in the court of man, you can never be vindicated. Talk less, the court of God. Lack of the knowledge of the word. Dissociate yourself from people that Satan use. They are the ones who always talk about devil, 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 devil. They represent him. People who represent God talk about God and angels. Look, 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 look. If you are in a church where it's about demon, 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 before they destroy you, get out from the midst of them. You did, look, every day you spend on earth is gone forever. This year, stop wasting your life with those nonsense. If your pastor is demon, demon, tell him that there are witches all over, evil uh, idol worshippers all over the bushes of Africa. Let us go there. Lead us there. Let's go and meet idol worshippers. They cannot do that. They are afraid. You see? Satan used the amount to set God's people up. Schemes. So that the devil can have his way in your life. Because for you to put on the armor, you must put aside all the deeds of Satan. And if you do not put aside all the deeds of Satan, you cannot put on the whole armor. It will not fit you. It will not protect you. This is the reason why some Christians pray, 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 and their life is going down the drain every day. That is not the God of Christians. Put off the deeds of darkness. If Jesus said, the greatest command is to love the Lord your God, and the second like it is to love man. Anything that makes you hate man, can it come from Jesus? No, certainly. So, it's so simple. Anyone, therefore, who calls himself a minister of God, and everything he tells you makes you hate other people, as at the time he was talking, he was a minister of Lucifer. Let me help you know this before I stop. How much joy can you have in hating human beings? Tell me how much joy. Quantify it before me. Okay? Now, 
How much joy can you have when you just love everybody? <laughs> Both of them have no quantities. One, if you don't love people and you just have thoughts, you hate this one. You have thoughts, you hate that one. You have thoughts. You, these are people around you because you can't hate somebody who's not around you. If, if you hate somebody who's not around you, you are just giving yourself migraine. Yes? You saw someone on television, I hate you. Who is suffering? The guy didn't even hear what you are saying. He's just on television doing what he's, he has done it already. They are just reporting what he did. No matter how much you hate him, it's you who is having some mental issues. You know, Satan just introduced you to the kingdom of, of malady. And you can't travel with him in that kingdom or else something else will happen. So you hate somebody. You hate that one. You hate that one. You hate that one. Hate that one. Let me tell you, may God deliver you. In the days of your dying need, you will need them. Those people you decide not to talk with, you may be shocked that they are the only one around you. But you have lived your life to hate them. There are many people who on their deathbed, they regret the way they live their lives. On their deathbed. But God will not give second chance for that. He will only show that person all what you have missed because of that conduct. If Jesus came to the world and hated people, how will he die for them? You have people you talk to. You have people you don't talk to. Can that come from God? Why don't you put off the deeds of darkness? Come on. I go to the evil forest. I said it to them. When I stand in the front of them, I say to them, the king of this world came to me and found nothing. I have nothing to hide. So therefore, when I command, I don't expect my command to be contested. If I command evil spirit out of his abode, if he does not, I will carry him and throw him out. But let me see. You have put off the deeds of darkness. If you hate people, it is not of God. But if you love everybody, how much will you gain? One of the things you gain is peace. Continuous peace. Another thing you gain is confidence. Even when the people you love do things against you. How do you overcome them? Simple. Separate the man from the conduct. Don't forget my voice. <laughs> if Jesus tarry and I have to go, these things will keep you to the end of time. If, let me say this in final. You know Satan is a schemer. That's what he does. If the devil wants, if he sees that, it seems as if there is a glory coming for you in your office. Spirit can sense it. Every spirit, angel or devils. You know, and he knows that you are a person who always loves to succumb to bad thinking. What will he do? And he knows that, oh, this boss who have been your close ally, is the one that God will use to take you there. What will you do? Just to develop thoughts in your mind against that boss, isn't it? Or make that boss begin to develop suspicious thoughts about you. To strain the relationship. So, whichever way the devil's king, if it is you, as long as you don't respond to it and you remember all the good things the, the boss has been doing to you. And you can separate his bad behavior now from him. And still show him love that you used to show him before. It is just for a time God will not permit him any longer. 
And that boss will come to you and plead and say, I'm so sorry for the way I've been treating you. It has happened to some of you. But if you allow the devil who made the boss do what he's doing, to make you to begin to develop hatred against him, what about the good things he had done before? Did you not consider it? Hear my voice in your sleep. Hear my voice when you are on the streets. Hear my voice when you are awake. Separate the man from the conduct so that you will not miss God. Are we together? You may hate what they are doing to you, but still love the man. All the people who are your in-laws, God put them there because he wanted them to be a blessing. Don't let them become your cross. An obstacle to your blessing. You must love them, whatever they are. You must win them through the love of God. After all, you have given your hands in exchange to them. Satan schemes. When I die, I will sing to glory. I hope that should be your song too. Oh, no man, nothing, the Bible says. Except what? Mutual love. You know the word mutual love? It didn't say except love. Go and, go, and, go and look for definition of mutual. Wherever the word mutual is used. Oh, no man loves nothing. Okay? Except mutual love. It's a compelling love. It's a love under compulsion. After all, you gain nothing by hating people. And you gain all by loving people. You have less headache if you can separate conduct from man. It will be easy for you to forgive bad conduct and go to your home and sleep peacefully. Rather than having high blood pressure when nothing is pressuring that blood and you are the one pressuring your blood. How much... You know, a Christian who does that is because you are not engaged with the word of the living God. So Satan gives you employment. You will not get into the employment of the devil this year. Whatsoever is lovely, whatsoever is good report, if there be any virtue or what, praise, if anything is excellent, I thought I would see it on the board. Philippians what? I hope, I was going to say that I hope that the board has not frozen again. God will deliver us from computer. Look at what this board said to me. Whatever is true, the truth is not what you think people are. The truth is what they really are. In my thought, I think when you, do, when you are not God. Hmm? Whatever is noble, whatever is right, not in your eyes, but right in the context of God, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, something that people can emulate for good. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Put off the deeds of the darkness. Today, anything going on in your mind that is not satisfactory or validated by this, kill it.
They are schemes of Satan against you. Put that thing in King James Version. What did he say? Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good report, of good report, if there be any virtue of praise, for you to understand better, NIV puts it simpler. I welcome you into the paradise of continuous victory in Christ. Let's stand up together. My God and King, it is written, washing them by the blood, by the word as with water. The word has gone out. May He wash every soul. May He cleanse every heart. May He strengthen every mind. You have ordained this year for us as the year of light. May we walk in Your light continuously. May we never consent to the wicked ones. May the schemes of Satan never outwit us or beat us. My God, may we submit to your counsel, O Father, in Jesus' anointed name. As you are standing, I want all eyes closed. I want to give an altar call. If anybody is here or on the television or on the the World Wide Web, you are listening to me and you want to give your life to Christ, I want to pray with you. Put your hands on your chest, wherever you may be, and say this prayer with me. If you want to accept Jesus for the first time, if you have accepted him before, don't worry, I'll pray with you after this. You accept Jesus only once. Father, Lord, I thank you. Say this after me, Lord Jesus. I thank you because you died for me. I believe in my heart that God raised you, Jesus, from the dead. I am a sinner. I ask you, Jesus, forgive me all my sins. I surrender my life to you from this day forward. I receive you into my heart as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you, Father, for saving me. In Jesus' name.